You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. And since it's Tuesday, you know it. It's that time of the week for the one and the only Andrew Dembina for our Tuesday segment. Good morning to you, Andrew. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Weather's warming up. Looking forward to a bit of CNY celebration. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Same here. Excellent. So what have you got for our listeners this morning? Okay, so I've got some things that are overseas, which I'll start off with right away. Then if we've got time, I'll do something that's happening in Hong Kong. A couple of things. All right, so first up, I have sent you a couple of pictures, Noreen, for today. And uh, one of them, you might think, what on earth is this that he sent me? I'm, um, I'm thinking that already. It's on our Facebook as well, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. What on earth did you send r- us? Exactly. Well, the 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 one that uh, Noreen is reacting to, listeners, will be one of the top UK TikTok sensations of the moment. Now, I know it's a social media we don't get in Hong Kong. However, globally, British cuisine in the in the sense of domestic stuff rather than the fancy stuff in restaurants is hitting it big time. Not only in the US, but also in Europe and a little bit in Australia. But in the in the US in particular, they're going really for it in a, in a big way. And it's the kind of stuff that uh, people who grew up in the UK may have been served up and, and thought nothing much of it. They may have enjoyed it, but one of the classics that's uh, very popular at the moment is um, presented by the picture that I've sent you, Noreen, Brittany Miller. She is a person of early 20s who is cooking, living with her family, cooking for her parents, and she has around 2 million followers and 67 million likes glo- uh, globally. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's really a big reach that she has. And what are her favourite dishes? Nothing other than Sunday roasts. That is like a roast, a roast chicken, uh, a roast cut of lamb or beef with all the veggies, roast potatoes, which she, she uses goose fat. So she drenches her roast potatoes in goose fat to get them as crispy as popular, boiling them first. She also makes it with really regular stuff that people would have in the UK and in some other countries. I think Australia might go for some of this stuff as well. Cauliflower cheese. With the with 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 the roast, it's really old school stuff, and it's the kind of stuff because I was brought up in the UK that I remember my grandparents and my mum uh, would also make. But um, it's really interesting that it's still very much being passed on. The other thing, and you spent a bit of time studying in the UK, didn't you, Noreen? I did indeed. It's making me super yeah. hungry. I love a bit of uh, Yorkshire pudding. Mm. Oh, yes. Yorkshire pudding is another one of hers. She does toad in the hole as well, um, and um, uh, which is uh, and bubble and squeak, which is uh, potatoes ah. in a pan with sausages and uh, uh, cabbage and onion. Um, and she she uses because I, because I read an article on her about her really going uh, sensationally big in America in Eater magazine i looked into um her reach going a lot further and it does aussies like her as well i think it's kind of she's very british in her intonation and there are 
videos in articles, which even though they're on TikTok, um, somehow they're embedded into articles. So without any special special filters, you can just um, you can just get get samples of her. She uses words like gorgeous, unreal, really over the top stuff. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite it's quite it's amusing. Kind of comforting. It's kind of comforting to watch because uh, you know she, the picture you sent me. She is also in her yeah. nighty with a massive, big, fluffy mm. pink hairband and a pink yeah. uh, pink PJs. She just looks so homey, you know. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> I think I think the look the look and the vibe that she's going for. Is this is bona fide domestic domestic stuff? It's it's no big deal, folks. She's saying um, it's just I'm just I'm just doing this. But um, but it's it's caused a rush. Her and some other British um, born TikTokers. Another one is her name is Millie Hart, um, who is now living in America, but she's originally born in the UK. Um, they've caused a, a rush in the states on things like Heinz baked beans because um, <laughs> because because those those are eaten with a lot of these specialty dishes that have beans on the side, oh. like homemade pies, beans or, or, on you know, toast or something. It's so British. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beans on toast with grated cheese and the likes. Such such delicacies as that. And jacket um, potato. So, uh, I remember when I was in the UK, we used to have beans on jacket potato with a bit of cheese on top of it too mm. you beat you beat me to it noreen because i was going to go back to uh, just briefly to Brittany miller the one who the photo is of um yeah jacket potatoes with different toppings are also one of her things okay um i'm gonna move on to something else now which is the second picture that i sent you and it's a bowl of what do you think noreen listeners you can join in this game if you're listening on the archive you can have a look at noreen's facebook page i think it looks like some sort of dessert apple crumble or something like that doesn't it just oh it is but, okay uh, oh it's not oh. no 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 it does look like that it really could be that it really does look like a crumbled crushed digestive biscuit or you know yeah. with with that with added brown sugar molasses it so could be, but isn't. It is. Um, gr- it's ground down crickets. No. Okay. Bit of a bit of a bit of a pause <laughs> after thought, I said that. Um, I thought it was uh, digestive so, biscuits. You know, on top of the crumble. Uh, oh. No such luck, Laurie. No. <laughs> this is this is a food company that's pioneering a new direction for protein in Italy. We have spoken previously about farms of insects but those were in southeast asia in singapore and thailand there are some really hygienic facilities for farming insects which are seen as a sustainable source of protein that is low cost and doesn't need to leave such a a footprint carbon footprint if they are cultivated locally singapore has proven that this can be done in basically industrial warehouse type of settings that have all the right licenses and all the right sort of facilities cooling etc because of course singapore is relentlessly hot even more so than here being on the equator so they have to keep the cooling of the temperatures and so on but this is happening in italy one of the food capitals if you think about italian food but perhaps behind france as being the number one that people think of in europe for gastronomy being the higher sort of food people think about italian food as being probably quite conservative probably quite you know pasta and um uh and i suppose pizza and so on but but it's they are using the um the insects 
to actually form the basis by being ground down. And that's what that bowl was. It's the colour of the cricket that's been pounded after, <laughs> after being ground to form flour. And they, they've found ways of, for, for people who don't want to eat meat but want a source of high protein, which insects are and crickets in particular are, to use it in ways that can be getting extra protein to people who want who are vegetarian or vegan. For example, think about having the crust of a pastry that's made thinking, with flour. Exactly. Yeah. Like pandu yeah. cricket. Oh, well, instead, <laughs> well, instead exactly. of pandu chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. Said, bread. <laughs> yeah, bread, bread, pasta, noodles, right? Or, um, or pastry for pies uh, or quiche. And then your protein's done. Your protein is done uh, in a sustainable way, and then the rest of it can all be veggies or perhaps eggs as well for more protein if it's a flan or a, you know, a quiche. Um, but it's but it's a really interesting thing. So this this uh, this this company has a lot of naysayers, but even there were members of the Italian government who were trying to stop this happening. And what it is that's happening is that um, the green light has been given uh, officially. Um, in Italian uh, legislation for cricket flour to be used and sold in food products. That means pre-made food products. So, um, and uh, Nutrinsect, not a plug, because I'm sure they won't be exporting out this way, um, is, uh, is behind it. And they, they intend to be making frozen products as well, which include pies, pizzas, uh, pasta, and all of these products you would imagine. Uh, in Western in, in Western cuisine and particularly in Italy, to be um, uh, you know to be the basis of good wholesome nutrition. There you go. Not sure what it tastes like. Um, there were no notes on that. Uh, have you ever tasted any insects, Noreen? I have. When I was in Thailand, um, and I think it yeah. was like crickets. It was a whole one. Or, yeah, it was crunchy, um, and it kind of tasted ah. a bit bitter. Maybe I didn't have such a nice one. Um, but oh, I don't know. I wonder if there is a bitterness to them. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I've I've heard have you, that. The, have you tried any? I haven't. I watched the first time I went to uh, Thailand. There were street vendors selling a much larger, what looked like a giant. Well, it was a beetle, and there were elegant. Uh, I remember how weird it was. There were some elegant. Um, uh, women with with um, you know so who were quite quite like, nicely dressed and stuff and they they were they, they were just chomping on uh, a, a, like a, a giant um, uh, bug which I wasn't used to seeing it was just culture culture shock um, with uh, you know on the end of a bamboo skewer um, that was that had been roasted over a, an outdoor vendor's grill um, but but I wasn't tempted to do that myself but I have tried um, uh, some kind of edible worms there was once when i was doing a lot of food writing um there were some worms from south africa uh there was a promotion for south african cuisine where i tried a number of interesting uh meats as well um crocodile and um i think emu was another one and there were worms as well and it was um basically the consistency of these uh they were like grubs really they were large um uh, sort of grub-like worms, and they were, they, were, they were they were they were very much like shrimps in texture, with not a lot of taste. They had to be cooked with things to give them flavour. Well, Noreen, I'm gonna I'm gonna just mention, lastly, if I can for today, um, a couple of things that are happening in Hong Kong, and I, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the sensation 
um, that's been quite um, globally of interest in upper scale restaurants called Four Hands Dinners. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. What's that about? Okay. Well, what it is, is that um, top restaurants, sometimes in hotels, sometimes not, but often awarded restaurants, will invite a, uh, a co-awarded chef from another country or, or another city, if you're in a big place, to come and be a guest uh, a guest chef, guest chef in their kitchen. Oh. Yeah. So, so you have a visiting chef, hence the four hands. You've got the top chef in the place where the restaurant is and a visiting chef, that's the other two hands. And they, um, it, in fact, to be fair, uh, there are far more hands than four involved because the restaurant where it's held has their whole crew of kitchen staff as well, don't they? So who are doing lots of preparation and, and help uh, in the kitchen behind the scenes, of course. However, that's what they're called. And there are a couple of these coming up. One is this week, just before Chinese New Year, and the other one is just after Chinese New Year. And they're really interesting ones. And in, a, in the typical way that this has been going off for a handful of years or so, they involve accoladed chefs. So, for example, I'm just going to mention a couple of these. And um, listeners, you can, you can, if this sounds an interesting concept, look it up. Because now that things are back to normal in Hong Kong, um, in, in terms of flights and so on, or sort of almost back to normal, um, the chefs are being invited more and more. So, for example, in one local uh, Michelin-starred restaurant called Wei, W-H-E-Y, not W-A-Y, Wei, which is in Central, um, it's someone who has Singaporean, a Singaporean background who cooks a, a European menu which is, has his home Singaporean influences. And um, his name is Barry Queck. He's pretty young to have one Michelin star. He's kind of one of those rising stars, if you like. So he's going to be joined by a star of Manila who, whose name is Stephen um, Ducim. And he is the owner of a uh, of a very well-regarded Filipino restaurant called Metis, which is number 48 in Asia's 50 best restaurants. So we sometimes go through those lists. Seems like we've been doing that for, for, for a while. The years go quickly. It seems like we're doing one every other month. But, uh, <laughs> but it is only, only once a year. That's Asia's best restaurant. So get a taste of what Filipino food at its most awarded tastes like if you can afford it and fancy a splurge. This is going on um, after Chinese New Year, February the 22nd to 23rd at Wei, W-H-E-Y, in Central. You can Google it online and you can find out where that is uh, in Central. Um, I do have the address. It's in Wellington Street, but you can find out more details about what's going to be served, etc. And what happens when these chefs get together is that they do a lot of... Um, talking and emailing and messaging backwards and forwards to do the order of the course. One chef will typically do one course, then it's followed by another. Often, one of the dishes in a, in a long-tasting menu will involve them both working on the same dish. That's the most interesting because you get a collaborative uh, dish there with where, where the two, where the four hands are kind of almost really being used. Just if you don't think about the rest of the staff in the kitchen, that is. So that's going on. Plus, one other one is um, a restaurant, Mono, which is also very highly awarded, uh, is going to be doing something with Lola from Singapore, um, with a female chef, um, uh, Joanne C., um, who is going to be here this week, later this week. Again, 
If you want to know more about that, the restaurant's in Central. So, you know, a lot of these top restaurants are on Land Street. That's Mono. You can look that up. And the ex-chef, um, the chef who's now at the top of Mono used to be um, the head chef at a three Michelin star restaurant um, before working at Mono. And he's a French chef. So you've got French Singaporean at Mono this week, which is happening Thursday and Friday. That's all we got time for today, I think, Noreen. Absolutely. Well, Andrew, thank you so much, as always, for all your recommendations. Uh, perhaps people can check out some of these TikTokers that you mentioned. Um, really, I'm looking for. She kind of reminds me of uh, Nigella Lawson. Um, very, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> like a yeah, home, you know, you know like a home I'm, version, I, you know, I don't know. Kind of. She's definitely gone for what she regards as glam, like uh, sort of some... Uh, I was going to use the word crazy, but I won't. Let's use the word accentuated eye, eyelashes and brows and stuff. It's kind of, it's very, but then if you're doing videos, you've got to kind of be. Really gotta, exaggerated gotta, eyelashes, yeah. <laughs> you got to, you got, I mean, I mean you got to, if you've got a camera on, you've got to kind of go Glamour. for it, I suppose, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Well, Andrew, Kung Hei Fat Choi, and wish you uh, the, the best year for, for this new year of the dragon. And I'll chat to you next time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Noreen, and to you and your family. Bye. Bye.